Oh man, I'm recording. Hey everyone, welcome to a special edition of the Off Peak Podcast. As always, I'm your ranker in chief, Sam here, and I'm on the phone with George. Hello, my Alpine friends. And Nicole. Sup, peeps. It is I, your favorite. All right, guys. Well, we have a very interesting agenda today, and Steve is here, and he's about to give it straight to you. Hey, all. It's your boo, Agenda Steve. Spooky times, you get me? We've got a great tale for you today. Our ranker-in-chief, Sam, has been road-tripping across the country from New York to Tahoe. Along the way, he's already learned some valuable life lessons. <laughs> Keep listening to learn a thing or two. Oh, man, I really want to hear about those life lessons. I would like to learn from Sam. Well, thanks for that, Steve. <laughs> so... But, yeah. So, I'm out here in Tahoe now, actually. Did the whole cross-country road trip and ended up just deciding to move out here a couple months early. I was supposed to be in New York until December, but there was a little situation with my lease where uh, it kind of, I was in a sublet and it kind of ended two and a half months earlier than I was expecting. So was trying to figure out a rent situation in New York and then just started thinking about it and the idea popped into my mind why don't I just go out to Tahoe now? Like, we're in the middle of a pandemic, and there's not that many places in New York that, that have reasonable prices for, like, a two-month lease. New York, not known for reasonable prices. Yes, no, not, not a, not a well-priced housing market, for sure. Even in COVID. That, that's the most disappointing part. Like, I went into that search thinking maybe... I'd get a good deal because everyone was leaving the city, but it turns out, no, those, those rentals are just sitting empty and still charging a ridiculous amount of money a month. Yeah. Well, that's the, the New York premium for you. But long story short, I ended up posting on Facebook to see if I could find some roommates in Tahoe, maybe start making some connections earlier um decided like if I was moving to a new place especially since me and Nicole are moving here during a pandemic if I could like meet some people before we got here because there's no guarantee we're actually going to meet anyone while living in a place that might be subject to quarantine decided if I could find some roommates um potentially get to know them I'd just move out now and uh I posted on Facebook and two days later these two guys reached out to me and now I'm living with them in a condo at North Star for the next month and a half. Yeah, that all worked out surprisingly well for you. I have to say, I uh, I was shocked that you were able to pull that off because all I see on Facebook are people whining about how hard it is to find a place to live in Tahoe, <laughs> which I uh, yeah. know is very valid because it's the kind of place that definitely has a seasonal occupation thing. <laughs> No, it's incredibly valid. Like, since I've gotten here, I've realized there's a serious housing shortage. And a lot of people who, like, work here and have lived here in the past are moving to Reno. Just because, like, every... A, a lot of these condos and uh, rentals have just been turned into Airbnbs. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it's shitty, but it makes sense. 
but yeah, I mean, I'm glad to be here, um, and I am going to tell you guys about what happened during my road trip. Are you Yo, ready? Sam, Sam, what happened yes. during your road any, trip? Any adventures that befell you? <laughs> any misfortunes? <laughs> So let me let me actually start by uh, going a little bit uh, further back in time. Um, so I actually ended up buying a car to do this road trip, um, and I ended up just deciding to buy the cheapest car that I thought could viably get across the country. Decided to, uh, with very little time to spare, go and uh, search for a car. And so I ended up going to several dealerships and several towns in the New York City area and then found this really great deal. It was this Mazda CX-5 for a really reasonable price and I called the dealer. They said it was available. Um, I asked if the car had been in any accidents. It hadn't. Um, I thought because it was, this was at the end of September and uh, I thought like no one's buying cars because of COVID. So I went to the dealership and like they basically told me it was a end of month special and so it was a great deal. So I went to the dealership and uh, I test drive the car, it's great. Then go to the front desk and they give me the paperwork to sign to get the car and they tacked on $3,600 in fees for delivery and all this other (laughs) ridiculous stuff. That and is how buying a car I just, works. I know this has <laughs> nothing to do with skiing, but I just wanted to voice my fury when I saw that. Mainly with myself, honestly, because I should have known better. But honestly, when you're buying a new car, you got to be careful for these fees. Because I wasted my time going to that dealership. And honestly, it, like, after no, that... No, there's nothing you could have done, Sam. Like, all dealerships charge these fees. Like, it was the same when I bought Burt. Um, it's like the same when you buy any car. They always find a bajillion fees. Uh, I didn't have to pay a delivery well, actually, fee when I bought it, though, because I wasn't living in New York City. Well, actually, I was so mad about that hidden fee that I started calling other dealerships that had slightly less great deals but still had the same car and asked them if they had any additional fees on their cars. And so I ended up going to another dealership that said they didn't have any fees besides tags, which is about $600. Um, they didn't even charge you taxes just, it, on the car? That seems. Well, that's not a fee. That's well, taxes. Well, it's that, kind of like, a fee. Is, <laughs> but the fees... Fee of the, a sort. Those $3,600 that I was telling you about at that first dealer weren't including taxes. Like, it would have been $3,600 plus tax for that. Ah, yeah, that's kind of so. Fun. No, I'm talking. I'm talking straight fees, like fees for oh, we had to get this car from California and ship it to New York, so we're gonna put the nineteen hundred dollars that cost us on top of your asking price. Uh... But yeah, so I ended up going to another dealership that didn't charge fees. Um, ended up buying a uh, Mazda CX five. Um, stuck with the car. It was a bit older of a model year, but. You know, I got it inspected, looked like a good deal, thought nothing would go wrong within the first, yeah, at yeah. least, hopefully I'm sure for that, the whole road trip. I'm sure that this, like, 
initial road bump of the fees was the worst thing that befell uh, you on this uh on this yeah i can't imagine what else possibly could have happened to you um all right well i'm sure the suspense is killing people so you put all your life possessions in in your car and you depart new york and then tell tell the good people what happened yes listeners at home are on the edge of their seats So, Saturday night, as Nicole just said, I take everything from my New York apartment. I put it in my car. I shove it in. I literally had to put the front seat all the way forward because there was so much stuff in there. Made sure to cover everything with blankets. I didn't want anyone looking in the car and seeing what was in there. I didn't want anyone seeing my skis. I didn't want anyone seeing my boot bag and i especially didn't want anyone seeing that og peak rankings patagonia jacket (laughs) and with that i left new york and and where did you drive uh, drove en route to dc to see his good friends george and nicole yes so that was gonna be the end of that night that was the idea but i also decided to stop in baltimore to see a friend for dinner (laughs) And, you know, trying to be uh, very cognizant of the fact that I have every valuable possession that I own in the car with me, I decided to park it in a garage on the top floor as far away from civilization I could, as I could possibly imagine. Saw that there were cameras there. Felt pretty comfortable. Also didn't really have many other options. And so went and grabbed dinner and, uh, you know few hours later get back to the car and it's completely open and all of my stuff that i can see is just spewed out on the ground my driver's window is broken and it's very obvious that someone is broken into my car sad and so an initial an initial damage control i i see that basically i had a laptop Two laptops with me. They got stolen. I had a Nintendo Switch also got stolen. Um, Tons of my stuff is just all over. Basically, the stuff that wasn't taken is just spewed all over the ground. It's getting rained on. It's soaked. Must have been there for like an hour or two. They basically like went through my stuff. So all of my suitcases are open. And individual pieces of clothes are like on the ground. And then they ripped one of my coats. But not the peak rankings jackets, thank God. They didn't take any of my ski stuff, which is uh, really, really great. Um, but, oh my God, I had to like file a police report, like call my friend, stay there the night. Um, oh my God. And then ended up like talking to the garage, like this garage security guard came up here and I was like, someone broke into my car do something and he's like i don't know what happened it was probably a homeless guy uh (laughs) i can't help you (laughs) sorry it's not moral of the story is i I bet when you called me the night of but in my defense i was very very drunk and not very helpful (laughs) (sighs) did you you ever hear anything back from the police Nope. Sounds like Baltimore. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm most upset about uh, the fact that we can't play Mario Kart anymore. That was a that was a good bonding activity. Especially Mount Wario. Yeah. Thank God we reviewed it before that happened. If I still have that footage. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, the the one piece of electronics that the thief did not take was my GoPro. I I don't know. I don't know why he didn't take the GoPro. Um, maybe he couldn't figure out how to turn it on. I will say these things are pretty foolproof when it comes to using them. Uh, I was wondering if you meant to say foolproof, because if it were foolproof, he feasibly would have not had any problems turning it on. Yeah, he would have been able to figure it out. Also, I would imagine you'd just grab it, because it's a camera. Like, you, why would you even turn it on? Just, just take it. I feel like he probably I just but did. I myself, I myself am not a thief, so yes. perhaps I'm not the right person to ask. I feel like he probably just yeah. didn't bother with your ski stuff. Was it in your ski stuff? No, but like the 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 GoPro was literally out of the bag. Like it was on the floor. Ah, uh, well, you know, uh, thieves pro- probably most of them are not uh, well known for their. I don't know. Maybe he was just like, I've already spent all this time ransacking this car. I got to get the fuck out of here. So you know. Yep. Maybe he literally had all he could carry with all the other, or she, I don't want to (laughs) assume. Don't want to. Or them, them, Mistakenly gender the thieves. Yes. It's it's 2020, (laughs) we can't be doing that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we can't be offended the people who stole Sam's stuff. Yes. That would be terrible. That would be absolutely (laughs) awful. Yes. Uh, it's, It's just, um, it's kind of. Uh, it's shocking to me that that happened to you because, like, I did, like, the whole 30-day, like, 11,000-mile road trip with with no such incidents and no speeding tickets either, but you also got a speeding ticket in Colorado, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. I will say to all our lovely listeners out there, that uh, thankfully Sam's good friends, Nicole, George, and Steve, put him up for a few days and let him wash literally every piece of clothing he owns. And uh, this did result... Even even some clothing that perhaps shouldn't have been (laughs) washed. Yes, Sam also washed a merino wool sweater, which would have been fine if he didn't put it in the dryer. And now we have a uh, child-sized adult sweater... Uh, that is very... A very weighty child-sized yes, sweater. very, very small. That was my parting gift to you We're guys. We're going to nail it to the laundry room door as a sign of... Uh, to all others who, who do laundry. <laughs> as a cautionary tale. Yes. <laughs> yep. That, that was my uh, parting gift to you guys because I had just lost $3,000 worth of stuff and that was what I could afford to give you. Yes, well... I don't know how we'll ever repay your kindness. <laughs> well, I mean, so that's kind of what happened there. So huge shout out to the DuPont crew for coming and picking me up from Baltimore. So this part, I don't actually think I said yet, but I basically called my insurance company. Luckily, I had insurance for glass repair. So I called them and I made an appointment as soon as I could. 
to get my car fixed, but the nearest appointment wasn't until Tuesday morning, and I had got broken into on Sunday night, and so I had to figure out what to do for Sunday night and Monday night. Well, Sunday night I just stayed with a friend, but I wasn't going to do that again Monday night, so huge shout out to the DuPont dudes for driving me back to D.C. from Baltimore, and then to Steve especially, who drove me back up at 6.45 in the morning on Our Tuesday. Our good dude, Steve. Agenda Steve, at his finest. Agenda Steve sometimes does more than just the agenda. Yes. But that's actually not the end of that story. What? What? <laughs> I'm shocked. You guys Tell me weren't more. expecting that, were you? What a twist. And so, I get to Baltimore... And the repair guy says he's on his way. I'm excited for him to come and repair the glass of my car, which, by the way, is all over my driver's seat and uh, has just splattered into other places as well. And he basically gets to the garage and he's like, the clearance is too low. I can't meet you in here. And so I'm like, well, how are you going to repair my glass? He's And then he's like, you're going to have to drive to another location and I can do it there. And I say, but there's glass all over my seat. And he said, well, you're going to have to figure out a way to get it out of here if you want me to fix your problem. And so I basically, luckily I had a pair of ski gloves in, I I still had a pair of ski gloves in the back of my car. And so I literally just put on the ski gloves and I use it to pick out the glass from my driver's seat. The one thing I will say that might be helpful for people who are skiing as well as people who get their cars broken into is that ski gloves can fuck with glass. <laughs> and I got that shit out of there and I drove. It took me like 25, 30 minutes, but I got like enough of that stuff out of there and then like I put a pillow on top and then I ended up driving to another space to get the the window repaired it's a but, miracle you so survived. that was the beginning of my tuesday yeah as someone who has also had their car broken into at one point in time um i found broken glass in my car a full two years after the break-in <laughs> um so it's, it's important to clean this stuff out because i got a cut and it was not a fun time yes <laughs> i'm i'm very lucky i i will say i did not get cut by the glass I did not get any other physical injuries associated with this break-in, so I'm counting my blessings. Um, could, have, could have been worse, but I think it, it's a real valuable lesson that I think needed to be shared with all of you guys. Yes, and the lesson there is don't go to Baltimore, in case anyone was wondering. <laughs> Wait, you, you just keep laying on Baltimore. <laughs> We've lost our entire listener base in the greater Baltimore area. All the skiers who who live yeah. there. Oh, well, you know, it's uh, it's obligatory. You just you just gotta. There are skiers who live there. I'm sure some of them go to like Wisp or wherever is Wisp, out there. Wisp uh, is quite the name for a resort. I must say, it sounds like a place for uh, bougie people or something. Probably because it sounds familiar, <laughs> similar to Wasp. But anyway. <laughs> Oh boy. Yeah, but Yeah, so maybe we'll get there at some point. Um Not this season. Probably not this season. 
now that I'm in Tahoe. Um, but yeah, so after that, I had to go back to New York and I had to get a new laptop there. Um, I had to get the new laptop on Friday and I had planned to do the road trip over the course of two weeks and get to Tahoe the following Friday. But because I had to make this detour, I ended up doing the whole trip in a week. I mean, yeah, that doesn't seem like crazy. That seems like about how long I expect it to take when I drive out there. Uh, minus all the distractions that will that I shall encounter on the way. Oh, uh, yeah. But you'll have to tune in next time to find out what happens after that. What? In part two. What? A two-part episode? Oh, my Lanta. crazy. That's right, folks. This one's going to be a double whammy. Tune in next time to hear what else happened on Sam's cross-country road trip. We didn't even dedicate two episodes to my shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, one can only take so much wine. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back on the peak.